Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The steal by Nugent Hopkins, races in, left wing, drag move to Brodziak, backhander score! Short-handed goal for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's 3-0! Well, that sent the Edmonton Oilers on their way tonight. That coming with 10.8 seconds left in the first period. Brodziak short-handed, made it 3-0 at the time, and the Edmonton Oilers go on to blank the Anaheim Ducks for zip. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 9.03. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction on 6.30. Chad, this is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime. Open line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The goal scorers tonight, McDavid, Pugliarvi, Brodziak, and Dreisaitl. But it started tonight with the goaltender Cam Talbot. 39 stops. His first shutout of the season. 20th of his career. His first since the very first game of the 17-18 season when he shut out the Calgary Flames 3-0. And Anaheim had three good scoring chances in the first five minutes. And the Oilers did not start this game well. Talbot turned them away. Well, the one thing that the Oilers haven't gotten a lot of in this streak that they've had, this losing streak they've had, is they haven't got good goaltending and big saves. And, and tonight, the Anaheim Ducks knew the importance of this hockey game. They could push the other six behind them in the wild card race. And they came out good. They they were flying. A number of big, big scoring chances early in the game. And Talbot looked locked in. He looked confident. Uh, there was no rebounds. He came out. He slo- looks tall and net. Everything just seemed to be swallowed into a, a, his equipment and no second chances. And it allowed the Oilers to find their feet. And it's really deflating as a player when you've got chance after chance after chance and you can't find the back of the net and the other team comes down and in one shot puts the puck in the net. And that's what happened. The Oilers could get nothing going and all of a sudden Connor McDavid from behind the goal line whacks the puck and it goes in and you're sitting on the Anaheim bench, a team that has lost seven straight, thinking, okay, we just threw everything we had at their goaltender and nothing, and we're down one nothing, hugely deflating, and that was because Cam Talbot was excellent all night long. Yeah, the Ducks struggling here, 0-6-2 in their last eight. They're 19-17-7 on the season. The Oilers obviously don't have a great record lately either, just two wins in their last nine, but they have won two of three on this four-game road trip, 20-19-3 on the season for 43 points. They're two back of Anaheim for the second and final wildcard spot in the West. 45 points for the Ducks, 44 for Vancouver, and 43 each for Minnesota and Edmonton. So despite a lot of the disappointments recently for the Edmonton Oilers, they continue to hang around, so hopefully they can they can stay there. And man, so many, I mean, the last 24 hours were doom and gloom, and I would say rightfully so, because the Oilers, I, I mean, I always give the opposition credit, and, and fair enough for the LA Kings, but the Oilers also were meek 
last night against Los Angeles. I, I mean, didn't initiate anything, didn't retaliate to anything. So you were looking at the type of attitude they would have in tonight's game. Well, I know that Bob said you could see a lot about the type of players in the dressing room tonight. I, the, the thing I have a problem, I mean, if they, did, if they came out anything but this, I think you would have saw more. I think this is the natural response that you would have from a game last night in L.A. They, they, they were beat up in every facet of the game, and in a very important game, they didn't show up. So this is exactly what you would have expected to happen, and it did. Uh, they came out, the lines were mixed up, uh, players were put in different positions, and players responded. Uh, the Oilers were physical enough. There was enough response when things went sideways. Uh, they got a goaltending effort that they badly needed, and they got some... Uh, goal scores that weren't named McDavid, Dreisaitl, or Nugent Hopkins. So it was the the type of effort they needed. It wasn't perfect. There were warts on this game, but it's something to build off of as you go forward. Caleb Jones and Ryan Nugent Hopkins each with two assists tonight. Mentioned the goal scorers, McDavid, Pugliarvi, Brodziak shorthanded, and then Dreisaitl as the Oilers uh, took control with three goals in the first period. Lots of shots for Anaheim in the second period, 17 in all. Not a lot of second chances, though. No, there weren't. And I know that Jack talked about it after 40 minutes, and I, I believe he's correct. The Ducks had more shots in the second period, but they had better chances in the first. Uh, the second period, the Oilers, everything was to the outside. The Oilers did a good job clearing the front of the net, not allowing... Uh, you know, two, three guys in front of that to whack away at a puck. And Cam Talbot had an easy second period. 17 shots is a lot, but there was nothing that was a high-stress level type of shot. Uh, the Oilers' last 40 minutes was good. Uh, their, their last 40 minutes when they got outshot was actually better than their first period when they scored the three goals. So defensively, there's things that they continue to work on, continue to talk about. Uh, to get better because the San Jose Sharks are a much, much better team than the Oilers have faced in the first three games of this road trip. You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630 as the Oilers take down the Ducks 4-0. If the Oilers could have got a fifth one tonight, we would have turned on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Then you could print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, north side and Sherwood Park. And we should also mention the Oilers' penalty killing six straight games without allowing a goal three for three on the PK tonight. And huge. Uh, if there was any chance of Anaheim coming back in this game, it was going to have to be on the back of their power play. Five on five, they, they don't score a lot of goals. And not only did Edmonton stop the, 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 the or kill the penalties off, I don't remember at any point did Anaheim look dangerous in those power plays. And then you throw in the fact that there was a shorthanded goal, which... If you want to go through, you know, the, the turning point in the game or the, or the dagger in the game, that shorthanded goal at the end of the first period to make it 3 nothing with 10 seconds left, that was the end of the Anaheim Ducks night. So penalty killing was excellent, and the Brodziak shorthanded goal was what sealed the deal for this hockey game. Well, Nugent Hopkins broke up the breakup, mm-hmm. knocked the entry pass down out of the air, and he recognized... Okay, it, it, it was a two-on-two originally, but I'm sure if he didn't know exactly how much time was left, he knew, okay, I can afford to take it in here because even if we don't score, I'm going to kill the period. So he makes the aggressive play, and Brodziak cleans it up. And, and in all honesty, he played the percentages. He's, it's better with him taking the shot on the, power, on, the, on the opportunity instead of moving it across to Brodziak. Let Brodziak clean up the garbage if there's anything left, and he did. Uh, it, was an, it, was, it was one of those plays, too, that two veteran players, Brodziak and Getzlaff, fighting for, for the puck. Is Getzlaff was the back checker on Brodziak. Getzlaff skates past 
the front of the net. He doesn't stop in front where he's supposed to do defensively. Brodziak does stop in front of the net. Pucks lays there. He's got a wide open net to put the puck in the net. So Brodziak, smart play on that goal. All right, the Oilers win it 4 nothing. He was furious about 22 hours ago. I'm sure he's in a better mood tonight. Here's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. Tonight, especially coming off the loss against Elliot yesterday. Well, the effort, it was a hard game. I mean... Back to back, a short rest. Anaheim's sitting here, and they've had a tough goal of it. But I thought two things: uh, play of Cam Talbot was outstanding, and then we just saw the impact of Chris Russell. And makes you really want to get Clefbaum in too, because uh, obviously the plays that Russ made uh, back there helped with our composure and kind of made you understand why we were on our run because of. You've got two players who can make plays of that and composure. You're going to get yourself out of all kinds of trouble rather than in trouble. So I thought those two, the play of Talbs was outstanding, especially early in the first period. And then Chris's composure helped with the composure with the rest of the group. How about the uh, the more balanced scoring? Uh, eight different players chipping in with points. Uh, Nugent Hopkins and Caleb Jones getting two apiece. Maybe just talk about the balanced scoring a little bit and the yeah. guys, guys chipping in. I don't know if it's the balanced scoring. What we did was was we went into the red zone and we went into the blue paint way more and we just put pucks in there and and scored three goals because of the loose garbage that we were able to pick up. We could have even had two or three in the third that way. But overall, it's a huge win. It now turns a, a, real, a real good trip. And if you're 500 or better on the road at this time of year, you're doing great. We're now in a good trip situation and we can turn it into a great trip in a, in a couple of days. Was it a quick decision to start Talbot, or did you have to think about it? Or? No, I, I, we, were, we had planned to go this way. Just he got a head start on it with, with what happened yesterday. But he's been trending this way, and it's, uh, like I said, it's 1-1A, one and, one and we're going to need 1-1A. One one both guys, for me, if we expect to get in the playoffs, both guys are going to have to be a big part of the story here. All right, that's Ken Hitchcock, Cam Talbot, the 39 save. Shutout, 4 nothing. Edmonton wins in Anaheim. Their road record now for the season up to 10-10-2. The road trip ends on Tuesday night in San Jose. All right, we have Bob on the line. Bob, thanks a lot for calling. Hello, good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, one is, uh, I think, the low point uh, as we approach San Jose before we come north again, uh, 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 your thoughts on, I got trivia after this, but uh, 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 your opinion on, uh, could that be really the sinking low point of how they just toyed with us? Any thoughts? La- last night's game or the San Jose game on San Jose particularly? Well, the low point of the season was last night for me. San Jose is a good hockey club. They've, they've toyed with a lot of teams. <laughs> last night was the low point of the season. All right, you have a trivia question for us, Bob? I hope we can win okay, something. Yeah. Uh, which team? <laughs> you got the biggest and the tallest. It's going back. Okay, you're five foot five, one fifty-five. You're six foot five, two fifty-five. Which team? And uh, hint: uh, Who's five foot five? Used to play for the Bruins. And who is it? Stan, I have no idea. Five foot five played for the Bruins. Bobby Schmaltz and Bob Daly, defenseman oh. in Vancouver. Okay. No more All right. Uh, thank you, you guys. Thanks, Bob. You stumped us. 
780-496-0063. Edmonton wins 4-0 over the Anaheim Ducks. Three goals in the first period tonight, making a big difference. All right, we have Phil on the line as well. Hey, Phil, thanks for calling. Reed, Rob, how's it going? Pretty good. Okay, uh, two things I want to comment. As you as you guys know, uh, I'm not a big Talbot fan, but he had a huge game tonight. Okay, um, I would still go with Koskinen uh, in the next game against the Sharks because of the history that he has had with the Sharks. Um, as as uh, Hitchcock said, we have our one A and our one our one and our one A, and we got to work with both of them. So I expect to see uh, Koskinen in the next game. Um, the other thing, we've been looking for depth scoring, right? Oh, we got it tonight. And you know why I think we got it tonight is because Hitchcock has uh, broken up, like for this game and a couple of previous games, he's broken up that uh, Dreisaitl, um mcdavid line, and he's created uh, a number one line, a number two, and a number two A line, and then a number three line. And I think what, what this does for the, the guys that are not have not been scoring, it brings up their confidence level when they're playing with the, the superstars, right? And you get an assist, your confidence level goes up. You know, you're, you're, you're on the lines with the big guys. Your confidence level goes up, your opportunities increase, your chance of scoring increases. And that's, that's what I've, I've talked to you guys about two years ago when, uh, when we had the uh, McDavid line scoring, the Drysaddle line scoring, the Lutish line scoring. And then all of a sudden we broke them up and made one super line. Well, the, the, the difference, the, the Oilers had more depth back then than they have now on the wing. Okay. The Oilers one don't more, have the same depth. One more thing, just one more comment along these lines, okay? I'm pretty sure if you ask Connor McDavid, if he would, given a, given a, a choice to give up the Hart Trophy of the leading scorer and make the playoffs with the team, what do you think he'd choose? Well, obviously he'd, he'd want the team success, yes. And that backs up what I just said, I believe. Okay. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I, I, the, the Oilers do not have enough depth on the wings to have three lines. They did it tonight, but to have sustained uh, success in this league, they're not going to do that. And McDavid's goal that he scored tonight, Leon Dreisaitl was on the ice with him. As for Talbot and Koskinen, Talbot, uh, uh, Talbot plays. He has to play next game because if you're going to go with the 1A and a 1B goaltender, you go with who is hot. Right now, Cam Talbot's coming off a 39-game shutout, and Koskinen's coming off a game that he got pulled. You've got to go with Talbot the next game. 20th career shutout for Cam Talbot. Back to Honda Center. Here he is. Talk about a little bit of your performance. It looked like you were just completely dialed in since minute one. Uh, I had to come up with a few big saves early, and that obviously gets the confidence going. So um, I was just trying to build off that. We know they come out strong in their, in their uh, building and try to get on here early. And so, you know, we're just trying to weather the storm until uh, we could get going there, and Connor got us a big goal. And, and uh, you know, we never really looked back from there. We just kept piling them on in the first. Maybe talk about the team collective. Uh, how big was that victory, especially after the loss in L.A. last night? That was huge. I think uh, this kind of performance was a long time coming for us. Uh, we haven't played our best hockey as of late, so hopefully this is something that we can build off moving forward and uh, put ourselves right back in the thick of things. How about the contributions uh, throughout the lineup? It looked like there are a number of players that got on the score sheet. How important is that for the future success of this hockey club? Secondary scoring is always huge. Um, you know, we can't have the same three or four guys that are from the puck in the net every night. You need it up and down your lineup. Um, you know, and you also need it on special teams. Our, power, our penalty kill was unbelievable tonight. 
uh, even got us a, a big goal at the end of the first there. So um, anytime you can get scoring from up and down your lineup and your special teams are good, then you're going to win some games. Uh, 13 for 13 on the PK in the last six games. What's Is there some sort of adjustment that has been made within the club that, uh, or is it just maybe attention to detail? Uh, a little bit of attention to detail, just playing on our toes a little bit more, pressuring and uh, just not giving the other team as much time and space. So um, anytime, you, and anytime you get the puck down the ice, make them go back forward and break out again. Um, you know, stick to our systems on the break in or break out and, you know, put the puck right back down the ice and make them go chase it again. So we've been doing a heck of a job at that. And uh, can't say enough about the guys in front of me. And the goaltender's got to be the best penalty killer, right? <laughs> got to make some saves when you need to. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Cal. Thanks. All right, Cam Talbot, 39 stops tonight, gets the shutout. Oilers win 4 nothing in Anaheim. Uh, uh, several texts to 6.30, Rob. I'm not going to read each individual one. I'll just kind of summarize the thoughts. A lot of people complaining or asking you what you thought of the uh, Lindholm uh, check on McDavid late in the second period. Should have been a penalty. It's kind of funny that it wasn't because it was right in the front of the referee because when they showed the one view, the referee's staring right at it. Connor initiated contact. And he does that a lot. You'll see him use his body to kind of push off to give him an extra little bit of room before he gets the gets to the puck that he wants to steal. Uh, and Lindholm crossed him. It was a penalty because actually there was a penalty called later in the game against Reader. Reader was the one that got hit from the yeah, cross right check at the, game, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the game. That was that was not as bad as the earlier one that Lindholm did. So yeah, it should have been a penalty. It was an easy call for the referee. Uh, he blatantly missed it, which is shocking because he was staring right at it. What about Joseph Gambardella charging in? And, and good on him. And you know what? When you're a guy that's playing six minutes a night and your time in the National Hockey League is completely related to how long the guys are injured for, you get a name for yourself any way you can. So you see the star player of your team getting hit, uh, which you think is inappropriately, you charge over there as fast as you can. Good on the kid. 4 nothing. the Oilers win it tonight, 780-496-0063. We have Doug on line three. Hey, Doug. Uh, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. I've known, I've known your coach for 60 years. I only got a couple things to say. Other than hello, Ken. But uh, tell Luchik, he's got to start playing more like Kurt Brockenberry, the Energizer buddy. <laughs> just... just I'm serious. Just go out and have fun. I'm sure Hitchcock will tell him that. And then they got to get a mocker, you know, just one winger, a mocker that can get the puck in the puck in the other end, keep it there, you know, like an old J.P. Parisier or Alf Deline, like a good board guy, slow the pace down so they can get line changes. They got some good players, so goaltending. Hitchcock used to be a goalie. He knows his goalies. They're both pretty good. So, well, Lucic should make, had the, a, had should a make the playoffs. Should make the playoffs. I don't see any issue. I don't see any issue by the end of the year. They'll be in the playoffs. But. Well, I hope you're right, Doug. Uh, we're going to finish oh, the play yeah. with you. I know, I know I'm right. He asked Ken. Does he think he can get him into the playoffs? He's going to say, damn right. All right, so. Doug, we're going to finish the play with you. We're looking to put you into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. This is worth a thousand bucks. Fast Track Karting Edmonton.com. And now off the draw, a huge shot Enrique by Darnell Nurse. Enrique was originally engaged with Leon Drysettle, and Nurse came over and absolutely pancaked Adam Enrique. All right, Doug, Adam Enrique yeah. involved there with Darnell Nurse. Who did Enrique play for? 
before he joined the Anaheim Ducks? Was it the Vancouver Canucks or the New Jersey Devils? Uh, he was my number one man with New Jersey. All right, there you go, Doug. Hang on the line. Patrick will take down your information as the Oilers beat Anaheim 4-0 tonight. Two assists for uh, Caleb Jones today. Uh, Hitch has spoken glowingly of him. He plays 19 minutes and 8 seconds. Hey, there are moments where I think, okay, yeah, he's he's only played 10, H, 10 NHL games, but seems like Hitch trusts him. Uh, he does, uh, which is uh, huge, as Hitch doesn't trust a lot of young players. He, he likes the veterans better, usually. Uh, Caleb's shown uh, that he's he's capable of uh, of reading the play well. He, he he's a good skater. Uh, tonight, there's a couple times early in the game where he had some uh oh moments trying to move the puck out of his zone. But what you like about that when he has a mistake as a young player, it doesn't affect his game as the game moves on. So uh, he he's moved up the depth chart to the point where is I know that Jack and Bob talked about it at the end of the game when players start coming back. Uh, he's not a guy that you're thinking is going to come out of the lineup, which means there's going to have to be some moves made because the others are going to have too many defensemen. He has to continue doing this. It's still a short uh, sample size for him, but the sample size that he has had thus far has allowed him to play more games and get more ice time. And tonight, uh, Hitch obviously likes what he's doing because he's usually number four in ice time out of the six defensemen. Well, Gravel came back in yesterday and with Benning out. Benning sat out again today and Russell comes back today and Brandon Manning sits out. And I I look at the way Gravel plays and I I look at Brandon Manning and it really makes me wonder what's going to happen with Manning and he's under contract for another year. Well, that's the thing and that's why when we talked about the trade, I didn't understand the trade. And it's even more boggling when you, you see them all play. I would think if you're looking at the Oilers' depth chart right now, the Oilers had six defensemen dressed tonight. Benning and Manning sat out. That makes eight. And Clefbaum and Sekver are coming back. That makes ten. Manning, to me, is the number ten defenseman. So he's a number ten defenseman with a guy from the minors and two guys that are unrestricted free agents at the end of the season, or one for sure. And so I don't know what they're going to do with him when he comes back because he's got another year at two point some million dollars. Yeah. So I don't understand the trade at all, especially when you move out uh, a serviceable third line winger that uh, the Oilers again are desperate for wingers. Obviously, when you got the kid up from the minors right now trying to fill a role. Yeah, Gambardella. Yeah, a bit of a weird trade. Look, Manning is 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 physical. He can play mm-hmm. mean. And sure, with Gravel, some of the games that have gotten a little nastier. Maybe he got pushed around a little bit, but I think he moves better and, and he's more reliable at clearing the puck. Well, he, smarter, smarter player, I, I think. And here, here's where Manning right now, and this is just from an outsider watching, here's where he fits in with Hitch's system and Hitch's thought process. If you're going to play a, a big physical or a more physical defenseman, it would have been in a game against Anaheim after night you got pushed around by L.A. And the fact that he wasn't in the lineup shows that he has fallen down and hitches hitches uh, depth chart because this is a game you would expect that the Oilers would be as physical as they're ever going to be after last night's game, and he's not in the in in the lineup. So, I I think if the Oilers stay healthier as they are, I don't see him going back in the lineup anytime soon. Four nothing, Edmonton wins over Anaheim. Cam Talbot thirty nine saves for the shutout. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Mike standing by. Good evening, Mike. Hey, Robin Reed. How's it going? Pretty good. 
Um, just a couple things that I, what a difference uh, in uh, 22 hours I, I think makes. But uh, my son said to me uh, after nurse and dry cycle there, um, kind of got into that and nurse uh, took a penalty to come to dry's aid that the two guys uh, sitting in the penalty box should be wearing A's. And uh, the other thing that just kind of goes through my mind, I guess, is is this a maturity thing? Like, do these guys need to be barked at in order to perform? Um, I'll let you answer. Well, they, they shouldn't have to. Now, anybody that's ever played sports knows there's sometimes each and every player needs a little bit of motivation and different coaches motivate differently and Hitch is a barker. Um, the, the, the thing, and this is why everyone was so upset about last night's game and so frustrated, was that was a game that you didn't need anyone to get you up for. Everyone knew the importance of that game. You're playing against a bad team on the road. You're, you're battling for a playoff spot. It's a game you should win against you know, the worst team in the NHL, and the Oilers came out flat. That's why everyone was frustrated. Shouldn't have had to bark at the team before that game. Uh, tonight was a much better example of what the Oilers are capable of doing. Having said that, there's still things they need to correct. And it wasn't a very good team that they beat tonight. Anaheim has lost, well, eight in a row now. So it's not a great team, but they came out and they competed. And I think that's the one thing that this team needs to, to learn is their compete level has to be high every night. Yeah. I mean, the energy isn't always there. And you're going to have off nights. Everyone does. But have an off night because you're physically not 100%. Don't have an off night because you just physically don't care. And that's what it looked like last night. As for Dreisaitl, last night he wasn't as good, but he's been pretty consistent this year. He is a leader on this team. He might not wear an A, but he is a leader. They looked him. The players look up to him for, for what he can do to lead offensively. Uh, and Nurse... And I know that Bob talks about him all the time. Nurse, Dreisaitl, and McDavid to Bob are the guys that are going to take this franchise forward. He has that much faith in Darnell Nurse. Now, Darnell may never be a top-pairing defenseman, but he is going to be a very important player with this franchise for a long time because of the stuff that you saw him do tonight. Oilers win 4 nothing over the Anaheim Ducks, so they go to 20-19-3 on the season. Their next game is against the San Jose Sharks. That'll be on Tuesday night. We'll tee up that one. If you're on hold, stay there. we got a couple Gary, Scott, and Brad standing by. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We're back after the news with more Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630-10. Back in front, Kessler shot off the post, rebound, and Talbot a great save. It's his night, man. It on is Brian it. Gibbons, who just can't buy a goal. Off the post, and then Gibbons with a tap-in, and Talbot got the leather back in time. That's Talbot's save of the game with three minutes left in the third, courtesy Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game, jiffyloopservice.ca. Talbot, 39 saves in all to get the shutout. The Oilers win 4 nothing in Anaheim, so 2-1 and one with a game to go on their four-game road trip. They're going to be in San Jose on Tuesday night. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You'll hear from Zach Cassian as we take you through the show tonight. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text... 630, 6.30. All right. We have Gary on the line. Gary, thanks for calling. Uh, happy New Year's, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it. First time calling this year. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, when this game started and um, the Ducks came out and uh, 
got those five shots on uh, Talbot there. Talbot was very sharp, but he was focused in tight. So he actually he kept us in the game here, to be honest with you. And I was just yelling at the TV there in my living room here. I said, not again, guys. Don't be playing, playing like you did yesterday. So one thing going forward with 40 games left in the season, they got to come up with a little more passion and desire, man. I mean, uh, Anaheim came out and took it to them. Thank God that Talbot made those big saves. Could have been a different story if they got a goal or two, you know. Having said that, Talbot obviously should get the next start. San Jose coming off uh, be a back-to-back against LA. Hopefully it'll be a grinding game. Hopefully they're tired, and hopefully we can take advantage of that. Uh, moving forward again, secondary scoring in the blue paint. We got it today. Hope we see more of that. And I think success for this team, uh, they've got to get secondary scoring, not rely on McDavid, uh, Drysaddle, and um, Nugent Hopkins, and uh, chase, them, chase them once in a while. Um, one last thing I need to ask you is... Um, before or after the play, uh, the uh, uh, All Star break here, will we possibly get Clefon back? Yes, he'll be back. I, I would I would think he'd be back right as soon as the All Star break is over. Bob Stoffer thinks he there's a possibility he could come back right before that, but I would say for sure after for sure. as soon as the All Star game is over, he'll be playing. Yeah, and Gary mentioned it the the three games on this road trip, the Oilers have actually not started any of the three games nope. as well. Actually, it's been a problem a lot of the year. The yeah. Oilers haven't started well. Um, the Santos, there's teams that you can get away with with slow starts. Arizona, because they're not going to bury you. The Anaheim Ducks, they're not going to bury you because they don't score goals. San Jose Sharks, that is a team that can score and can score often, so you can knock it off to a slow start against them. Yeah, well, and that's what's going to be interesting to see on, on Tuesday. And look, they they are missing Clefbaum. They shouldn't have done this bad mm-hmm. without Clefbaum because they've only won a couple of games without him. But the Oilers, even even tonight at times, it wasn't nearly as bad as yesterday against LA. But the puck is to the top of the circle, turned over to almost to the blue line, and then turned over. Sometimes it's defensemen, sometimes it's forwards. You're you're missing Clefbaum's ability to break the puck out in those situations. Oh, you are, and and Hitch talked about it with Russell being back, how he can get you out of trouble very quickly, and not just because of his skill set, but because of his experience and his patience. A lot of times, defensemen get the puck. If you if you go in just at a skills contest with all the others defensemen, there's there's got the Mannings and the Gravels and and players like and Bennings, highly skilled as well. They can they can do all the things. It's when you're under pressure. It's when you have to think quicker. It's okay. I, this position I, I've never been in this before what do I do now but an experienced guy will be able to make the right play and they have a little more patience in the game that's what Bob said he likes about Jones's game it seems like he's got that extra second in his head where everything slows down and he can make a play so uh, Russell and eventually Clefbaum and hopefully possibly Sacra when they're back in the lineup it, it becomes much easier getting out of your zone because they have the experience and patience to do the right thing more often than not Sacra is a, 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 a if for me though because it just oh, seems yeah. taking so long and then if he's not the Sekera that we have seen when he's most effective when True. he can really and, and, skate and move the puck and he won't be I mean there's no way it's going to be two full years more or less of no hockey for him and he's not going to be what we had two years ago but is he going to be better than a Gravel uh, a Benning a Jones a player like that even at his whatever percentage he comes back and that's what the others are going to hope for that whatever they get out of Sekera it's better than something they already have. By week for the New England Patriots, that means Scott in Boston is calling a hockey show in Edmonton. Hey, Scott, how's it going? 
What's up? Hey, yeah, don't get me talking football, man. I, I can get <laughs> off topic very quickly. Yeah, they do have a bio. Here I go. I'm about to talk football. Put that aside. By the way, you know what? I'll give you a quick take on football. One sentence. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Mark my words. Hey, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Pats fan. I am a Pats Watch. fan. This team, geez, am I really going to talk football on Edmonton Oilers Radio? Do you want to hear one interesting fact? I, I called sports radio in Boston. Do you want to hear an interesting fact for you real? Be, it, it better uh, be interesting. Don't <laughs> fool us. Just don't dump this call because I have a trivia question for you and a take on tonight's Edmonton game. Give me two minutes, please. Yep. Here's a wicked, wicked interesting fact about this Patriots team. They went 11-5 and this year. All five losses were against teams that aren't making the playoffs. I said, think about that. They lost five games this year. None of the teams they lost to even made the playoffs. What does that tell you? That tells you they're either way better than their record or way worse. I think they're about to turn it on and win the Super Bowl. Well, they should should have won 12 because they shouldn't have lost to Miami, right? they easily could have went sixteen and zero. Everyone thinks this team's on the fence. I think they're. I think they're bored with the regular season. I think well, they're going to roll. Any but, team, any team with Brady, don't dump call. Don't any team with man. Brady has got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Of He's course. the best. I'd rather talk hockey, man. I'm the biggest yeah. Edmonton Oilers fan in Boston. Hey, wait a second. I got to ask you a question though, too. Yes, okay, so Brady. Yes, if you got Brady as your quarterback and he's as good as he is, do you find a receiver who's the fastest receiver ever, or do you want big and strong playing with him? Like, are they going to have to go through their minor league system to find the fastest guy they have? <laughs> is that what you're looking for for Brady? It's kind of funny you say that. That's analogous <laughs> with my my take on McDavid. Who do you put on that wing with him? Is that what you were saying, Rob? That's, That's what I was talking about. Yeah, you are good. That was wow. I'm impressed. All right, let me sit. let's get on point. You ready, guys? Here yep. we go. Go ahead. I have a trivia. Trivia question. Sir, I don't even know your name, and forgive me. I'm sorry. I should know your first name. I, I only know you guys from radio. What, what is your first name, sir, the host of the show? Reed. Reed. Okay. Scott. Yeah, my name's Scott. I have a trivia question and then a take on the Edmonton Oilers, where they are right now, which I'm not comfortable with. But here we go. Here's the trivia question. The 87 Canada Cup, widely considered the best hockey ever played ever witnessed, ever watched, most entertaining of all time, against Russia, Canada versus Russia. Yep. All three games ended 6-5. to five. Yep. That's a fact. Yep. Two went over, two went over time, one not in overtime. Wayne Gretzky, which is why I'm an Oilers fan still, because I lo- fell in love with him when I was three years old out here. Which game, and don't Google it, don't go on the internet, nope. don't cheat. We don't have, we don't have Google well, up here. Just, I'll, I'll be quick, I'll be quick, I'll be quick. I'll, just give me a 30-second warning, so I have 30 seconds, please. That's what I tell the Boston guys when I'm on the radio. Which game, uh, let me w- w- rephrase, what was his highest point total in one of those 6-5 to five games? So we all know Edmonton won two out of three, 6-5. What hockey, by the way, think about that. 6-5, yeah, 6-5, awesome. 6-5, all three games. So you want to know what Gretzky's, the most what points Gretzky's he had in one game? What was highest point total? I think, he had a five, I think he had a five-point game in the second well, game. Wrong. Wrong. I stumped you. Do I want a ticket to Edmonton to see the Oilers play? Yeah, now? absolutely. Wait by the mailbox. We are sending it right now. Do you want the answer to the question? Do you yes. want the answer? Which, he, one game, this is a fact. I'm not blowing smoke here. Six assists in a 6-5 to five win. It, that gives me goosebumps to say that. Think about that. I think that, that would have been game. I think it was the second game that they won in overtime. Yeah, yep. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the third game, we all know that drop pass to Mario Lemieux he put under the crossbar, which was unbelievable. Imagine that, Wayne Gretzky. I hope you're listening, Wayne, if you are. I know he's pre- Is he president of the Oilers? I believe he is. I, I, I'm pretty sure he tunes in to all our shows. He wants to all see right, what's going Wayne, on. Wayne, if you're listening, you're the reason <laughs> I love and played hockey, man. Six assists in a 6-5 to five win. That's a fact. Look it up. All right, let's get on the current Edmonton Oilers. 30 seconds. Are, we, are I on still? 
You're yes. still on. Yeah, I'll, gi- right. I'll give you so a minute, is, Scott. Go ahead. This is how long do I got? One minute. Oh, that's like a, a million years. Easy. Okay. I'm going to give you guys. And by the way, hello to Western Canada, Boston. We love hockey here too. You know, one of these days I'm going to get out to, Can- to Edmonton and see a game in person. I, although I missed the Northland Coliseum, but here we go. Um, this is tough love. This team is flirting with 500, which is unacceptable to me. Now, ready? Here we go. Ready for this line? This is what you call tough love. I don't like Peter Shirelli. I didn't like him here in Boston. I don't like him in Edmonton. I think he's soft. Secondly, Milan Lucic, I hope you're driving home in your $80,000 Cadillac. You suck, okay? You're just wrapping up your money, and you're done. Now, I know they can't get out of your contract, Milan, but you know what? Bench him anyway. If I was coach of that team or president or GM, I'd be going to Bakersfield and say, could somebody please send me some kids who love the game and are hungry? Because Milan Lucic is full. He's not hungry. He stinks. And I've had, tonight, one shot on goal. How much do they pay him a year? How much, Reed, do they pay this kid a year? Six. Six million dollars for one shot on goal. What a disgrace. Milan, you should be ashamed of yourself. Go back to the Giants, the, the Edmonton Giants, uh, you know. the, the Vancouver you know, Giants. <laughs> yeah, go back to the Vancouver Giants, Milan. Scott? It's disgusting. Scott, we're going to hear from you again, time. right, buddy? Hey, keep me on hold so I can listen to the show. Okay. Please put me back on hold so Thanks, I can Scott. listen. See ya. Put me Seriously, I want to know what his phone bill is each month. If he has yeah, to he'll, stay he'll on hold. Just, he's staying on hold to listen to the show. That's funny. Good on him. He's passionate. That's cool. You know what he likes? Everybody but Milan. Yes. Well, and Shirelli. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking about players, though. Oh, yeah. True. Actually, but in his, in, in when well, he talks... He, he didn't talk about any other players. <laughs> well, I'm just guessing. Uh, Milan, though, under Ken Hitchcock, he is usually in the bottom three for ice time each night. That's true. And again, he is tonight. Hitch, Hitch uses him... Uh, uh, in a way that he can get try to get the most out of him, but he he gets less ice time with Ken Hitchcock than he did under Todd McClellan. Yeah, though I I did think this was a a, a better game oh, for Lucich than than a lot recently, and that's mm-hmm. our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. For nothing, the Oilers knock off the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Lowry, is that this name, Patrick? Did I, am I saying your name right? Lori, sorry, Lori. Go ahead. I live in Vegaville, Alberta. Okay. And I'm glad uh, Mr. Broad's next fight. We're just, we're just going to... Uh, can you just check that connection, Patrick? Because that's coming through... Uh little quiet for us there, so we want to make sure we get Laurie on the air. In the meantime, we will check the Advantage Trailer Rentals out-of-town scoreboard with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. NFL playoffs, Chicago with a double-doink missed field goal in the final 10 seconds. Philly wins 16-15 over the Bears. You know what? I, I was cheering for Philly, but I absolutely uh, hurt inside for that poor kicker for the Chicago Bears. I do not believe he will be a Chicago Bear next season. Poor kid. The other game, Chargers over Baltimore, 23-17. The Oil Kings lost 5-2 to Lethbridge today. NHL action, Golden Knights over the Devils, 3-2. Coyotes pound the Rangers, 5-0. Carolina edging Ottawa, 5-4. Jets down the Stars, 5-1. Capitals win 3-2 in Detroit. Blackhawks over the Penguins, 5-3. Come from behind, win there for the Hawks. And, of course, right here on 630, Ched, it was uh, the Oilers over the Ducks for nothing. All right, Laurie, let's try again. We just had a little trouble hearing you there, but go ahead. Okay. 
Yep, played a lot better than yesterday. I think we might have a chance to go to the final. Okay. Well, playoffs first. But <laughs> well, yeah, get playoff positioning first. Let, let's see if we can string together uh, a couple wins in a row. You know what's funny about stats? The Oilers coming into tonight's game, one win and eight. But now going into San Jose, they're two wins and three, which yeah. sounds a lot better than one win and eight. So uh, if they, and Hitch talked about it, a 500 road trip is a good road trip. That's, that's what you shoot for. The Oilers have now guaranteed themselves that. If they go into San Jose and, and get a win in San Jose, and that's a tall order, but yep. if they go in there and they come out three out of four on this road trip with a big uh, statement win in, in San Jose, that goes a long way forward because you and I have talked about it. January's schedule doesn't have a lot of beasts in it. There's a lot of very winnable games against teams that are behind them in the standings. So you, you get a win in San Jose. You come home 3-1 and one on this road trip. That sets your, yourself up. And the other thing that we always talk about, and teams do it, they always have deadlines or they have segments. It was up, okay, we're going to do this until Halloween. This is going to be until the Christmas break. Right now they've got a break, a big long break, for the All-Star game in their mandated NHLPA break coming up. They've got a, if they have a winning record and are in a playoff spot or within, as you said it, four points of a playoff spot, that sets them up very well for the remainder of the year. And the way their schedule is up until that point, they have a very good chance of being in a playoff spot by that point if they win the games that they should win against teams below them in the standings. 4 nothing. the Oilers win it tonight over the Anaheim Ducks. You will hear from Zach Cassian when we get back. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on 630 Chet. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Final score in Anaheim, Edmonton 4, Ducks nothing. Talbot a 39-save shutout. Three goals in the first period for the Oilers. McDavid, Pugliarvi, and then Brodziak shorthanded. Dreisaitl scored in the second period. Two assists for Nugent Hopkins. Two assists for Caleb Jones. The Oilers nudged their record to 2019-3 on the season. Face-off trivia, Omar is the winner. Which Anaheim Duck was born in the Netherlands? Um, Daniel Sprong. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. You know what? You actually might have been able to give me his initials, too. He's the guy that came over from Pittsburgh, isn't he? Yeah. I think so, yeah. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Michael on the line. Hey, Michael. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Good. Uh, just one quick comment. Uh, what do you guys think of starting... Well, I know Constantine is not the greatest right now. He's struggling. But what do you think of him starting the home games and starting the away games? Would we have a better record? That's an interesting, like, yeah. That's the, an interesting question. The, the problem with that is when you go on a road trip, like the Oilers have been gone for, what is it, six days or seven days. So a guy could go ten days between games. If he's only playing the home games, he plays before the home, the road trip, not till again when they get back. It's just too long. Uh, and then if you're doing it that way too, what if Koskinen plays the first home game and doesn't have a good game? You can't really go back to him in the next game. So I think the way you play it right now, you play well, you stay in, unless it's a back-to-back game. And right now, because Talbot had a great game today, to me it's an automatic. He goes in against San Jose on Tuesday. And then 
after San Jose's game, you decide again. I don't think you put anything in in writing right now. If you play well, you stay in. You have a, a, a blip in your, your, your game that night, you were going to go to the other guy, so both you guys got to be ready. Yeah. I, I understand why you're asking, Michael, because I'm sure you know Koskinen was at one point 7-0 at home with a goals against average under one and three shutouts. So it looked like you just kept putting him in there at Rogers' place. But, but Hitch said, too, with this back-to-back, the, the plan for this weekend was always to yep. split the goaltending anyway. Well, back-to-back, if you got two good goaltenders, that's what you want to do and, and keep them both fresh that way. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay, see you, Michael. Thanks for calling. We will uh, get to Darren in a second, but right now let's go back to Anaheim as the Oilers win 4 nothing. Here's Zach Cassian. It was a gutsy win from us today. Obviously, they had some good looks, but Tops was was, was our best player, uh, hands down. But um, we stuck with it. Uh, we buried on our chances, and that was a good uh, good bounce back game for us. I just maybe talk a little bit more of Cam Talbot. I know in the first few minutes they had five, six, seven shots, and uh, he kind of really kept the team in the game early. Yeah, he was really good for us tonight. He was, uh, like I said, by far our best player. It's good to see. Obviously, he's been uh, working his butt off in practice with our goalie coach, and um, it's nice to finally see. Uh, see results with him for sure. Uh, maybe just talk about the contributions throughout the lineup. It looked like a lot of guys maybe got on the score sheet a couple of multi-point nights from guys that usually haven't had them this season. Just maybe talk about that. Yeah, well, that's what we talked about. We need that down the stretch. We can't uh, lean on our, our best players to, to get the points every night. Uh, we need it throughout our lineup, and tonight was a great example of that. So Cassian, most of the night on McDavid's line with Kara on the other wing. He plays 17 and a half minutes, had five shots on goal. I mean, look, the lines are, are going to move around. But what I, I liked about the Oilers tonight, Rob, and, and you and I commented that if, if your name wasn't McDavid, Dreisler, Nugent Hopkins, they committed to playing straight line hockey or yep. zone-to-zone hockey. Okay, can't make a pass, just get it into the next zone and chase it. And, and that's Hitch hockey. Hitch Hitch when he when I played from if you were skilled you could you could try a guy one on one. If your name wasn't so and so, get the puck in and forecheck. And what I really liked about Cassian, here's a great difference between Cassian and, and, and Lucic tonight. On the McDavid goal, Cassian got the puck in the corner on one side of the net, and he went right around the net and took it as fast as he could to the net and tried stuffing it. He does, didn't score, but the rebound bounces out to McDavid, who gets two whacks, it's a goal. But when there was a turnover, he attacked the net. Later in the same period, Milan Lucic, same thing, gets, steals the puck behind the net, and he instead of taking the puck directly to the net, he took the puck wide into the corner, took it to the outside, and tried making a play that way. You are a big, strong, physical man. Take the puck to the net. You're not always going to score from behind the net. Most times you won't, but you create chances. You create rebounds. You create scoring chances. You're now fighting for the puck in the blue paint instead of when Milan took it to the boards. Now you're fighting for the puck by the hash marks. So great play by Cassian turned into a goal. Milan can take a lesson from that. All right, we have Darren on the line. Hey, Darren, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good. Hey, um, just listening, uh, you had the New England Patriots fan there or whatever. <laughs> breaking down his uh, <laughs> whatever he's breaking down. I love Gretz, so you know he started coming back in 1987 and all this crap, or whatever. It's all good because Gretz, of course, I love him. But you know what? Three comments. That's one. The first, second is the Soffer, Bob Soffer, Bob Soffer. So anyway, uh, Brownie comes on and Bob Soffer says, you know, Brown, listen, Soffer, Soffer, don't know anything man seriously so anyway my third point is this i can only break down what i can break down because i'm listening to you guys i don't agree with three quarters of what you're saying is put me on your show my name is darren you got my number put me on your show 
Well, I should out. But anyway, I love listening to your show. But anyway. Okay, what's what's, what's one thing you disagree with? You're on right now, so well, you can tell us. I disagree. I can. I can. It, it goes on and on. With I, I talk defense. My well, number one thing is defense. I even brought up last night when I called you about nurse at the ten minute mark. At three minutes, there was a. a, in a it was a two period, on one. There was a two on one. No, 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 no. You're asking me. Yeah, I'm no, but you. I'm telling. I'm telling the player you're talking. About. It was a two on one, correct? I don't know what. No, I don't think it was a two. Yeah, well, it might have been. Was that where they just, scored? Yeah, yeah, Did that was a two her? on one. Yeah, it was a two on one where they. He passed looked it. like a he looked like a joke. Yeah, but it was a two on one. Brown passed it. To no, 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 no. It wasn't a two on one. It's the way Nurse played it. But when you're a defenseman, Rob, you're a defenseman. But when you're a defenseman, I was a defenseman. You through, to... I was defenseman for two years a junior. I, I was defenseman well, my whole life. And then who'd you go play with in Pittsburgh? Lemieux. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. What does that you're have to do with playing different. defense? Listen, Rob, you could play today with Connor McDavid and get 20 goals. Okay, but the, the, the play it was, it was a two-on-one, though. It was a two-on-one brown pass. It might have been a two-on-one. I'm yeah. not sure. It's just, the way, it's just the way Nurse played it. His defense is terrible. Who's better than Nurse on the team defensively? Better? Yeah. You got Russell. You got Clefbaum. Yep. Sakara. Well, Sa- no, you can't say Sakara. He hasn't been played well, for two whatever, years. Well, whatever, whatever. Okay. Sakara. Hey, listen, listen. Let's not sit here and try and... You know what? I think they should just take that defense. They need a whole new core. Because right. you know what? They're, they're heavy on offense. Because we got to run, Derek. David. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, we got to run. We're wrapping her up. Oilers win 4 nothing over the Ducks. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great night.